0: Stories from your community. This is the 519 Podcast, part of the Blackburn Media
1: Podcast Network.
0: It's a first in Ontario. A cow manure-powered garbage truck has hit the streets of Hensel, a small town in Huron County. Those carbon-negative garbage trucks are part of a six-month pilot project run by Blue Water Recycling in Enbridge. If all goes well, manure-powered garbage trucks could be a mainstay in our municipalities and potentially well beyond. In this episode of the 519 Podcast, we look at whether these, shall we say, poop-powered garbage trucks give us a glimpse into the future of fuel. Here's your host, Haley Cheng.
1: Imagine turning on your radio and hearing a commercial like this.
2: We've gone through coal, gas, diesel, raw manpower. Today, poop-powered garbage trucks. Picture this, a stinking environment polluting a piece of manure sitting in a cow pasture. No hopes, no dreams. Now extract that poo from methane, turn it into gas, and pump it into a truck, and what we have is a non-stop, renewable, non-polluting field to change the world. This is the age of manure-powered trucks, built to last forever.
1: Now we did take some liberties with what an actual poop truck ad may sound like. But it's not crazy to think that we might start hearing ads like this in the near future. All jokes aside, the climate crisis is getting worse and it's creative ideas like this that might help curb this thing. Renewable natural gases have been around for years now, a potential solution capitalizing on our waste while taking methane gas out of the air. We've seen RNGs created through organic waste from landfills. And Hamilton has used these sorts of RNGs to power their city buses. But this is a different sort of thing. This is a truck powered by, well, who? Here is Francis Vayer, president of Blue Water Recycling.
2: It's an initiative that was uh, brought to us by Enbridge and the Ontario Waste Management Association. They're our partners in this. Enbridge is, uh, is one of the largest supplier of natural gas, and we actually have a fleet of vehicles that use natural gas today. And um, they are trying to promote the use of renewable natural gas in vehicles, and uh, they're specifically targeting our industry. So they're working with the Ontario Waste Management Association to try to promote that in our industry. We certainly had an interest to 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 launch, and we had vehicles coming in and stuff like that. So we uh, uh we started working together. So in our particular case, where we are, we're, we're fairly rural, and um, and so we uh, when we committed to the program, uh, Enbridge uh, looked around to see about suppliers of renewable natural gas in this area and uh, the most natural fit for us was actually from a, a local farmer, a dairy farm there's about two thousand cattle and they uh they generate some uh some gas and uh, uh we uh we started talking to them about the possibility of using it to fuel our vehicles in 2014 we uh, we made a change we started to change to natural gas for our fleet <clears throat> where we start burning uh uh, the same natural gas that you use at home for your furnace or, or, or cooking or whatever, we uh, we use that as the fuel for our trucks. And so about two-thirds of our fleet is now converted, and uh, another couple of years or so will, will be fully converted to natural gas.
1: We could be seeing a whole fleet of poop-powered trucks. But let's be honest here. Our biggest concern is whether it's going to stink up our
2: streets. You know, methane gas is orderless. You know, they add the, uh, is it Mercan or something like that, the to, so that you can smell it if, you, if there was a particular leak. But as we burn it, it, no, it does not smell like manure or anything like that. Our truck goes down the road. They, if it wasn't for the uh, the, the different uh, image that we have on the side of the truck, nobody would know the difference. It's just the same as all the other trucks.
1: So how exactly do these trucks work and how does it compare to the traditional diesel trucks? This is Tarek Karashi, who is a part of the low-carbon section of the business development team at Enbridge Gas.
0: It's, uh, it actually is it, it is a combustion engine. It's very much like a gasoline car or a propane-powered car. It's spark-ignited. Uh, the fuel is um, injected into the combustion chamber and they're, they're essentially the same engine. There are spark plugs and things like that. Um, it's very much like, a, it's not the diesel process, but it's, it's a, what's called a, um, a spark ignited process. From the math that, that uh, those of us at the transportation department at Enbridge have done, uh, the the biggest benefit seems to be in displacing diesel. And part of the reason for that is that diesel is actually um, from an, um, a wonderful fuel in the sense that it's very energy dense and it's storable. So, um the, the fact that renewable natural gas can be stored in, in the gas grid makes it a, a good contender to go up against diesel in, in, in terms of uh, displacing that diesel and preventing uh, you know, it, its combustion, keeping that oil on the ground.
1: It's clear that RNGs are way better for the environment than diesel. And over the years, we found ways to combat environmental issues with other forms of natural energy sources using solar, wind, hydro, and more. So how does using manure as fuel compare to the types of natural gases we already have?
2: The fuel itself is cleaner than the natural gas we actually get right out of the pipeline. So it's, uh, it's beneficial for us. Um, from, uh, from the, and from the environment perspective, I mean, it's a gas that would have been released into the atmosphere before that's uh, now we're capturing and using. And so that's, that's how you end up with a carbon negative truck essentially, because it's a, we're actually removing it from the air rather than uh, than using it than creating emissions. Oh. So it does cost more than natural gas. It does cost less than diesel and it's better for the environment overall, which is, uh, you know, it's, it's something we have to factor into our operation and, and the, you know, meeting the goals and objectives that we have here and uh, for our communities. And, and at this point, it makes sense. We have one truck right now doing that, out of a fleet of 43 and uh, it's a six month pilot project we don't expect any issues, and if it, it works well like we expect it to be, then what we'll be looking to do is try to buy more of that gas to fuel the rest of our fleet with it.
1: For price reference, the renewable natural gas Francis is using for the majority of his fleet at the moment is $0.79 cents a litre, whereas diesel is $1.77 a litre. And coming right in the middle is renewable fuel by cow Manure at $1.25. So cow Manure fuel is a bit more expensive, but a lot cleaner. And if it's still cheaper than diesel, it seems like a pretty good compromise. So, how do we collect manure and turn it into fuel?
2: A lot of residents ask us, or have the questions, I guess, about you know, how do you get the gas in the truck? And um, um, you know, do you go to the farm and shovel manure in the truck, or do? They- you know, we have some even some people have this vision that they put these tubes in the back end of these cows and they just fart into their truck. Yeah. And that doesn't happen like that at all. Like again, it's a uh, it's just like their regular operation. They collect the manure that they, they would do at the farm, they would put it through in that digester. As part of the digestion process. The gas is generated, they collect it. They actually insert it into the pipeline, the same pipeline that we get our fuel for the rest of our trucks and uh deliver it this way at our location here so it's our truck still fuels in the same location uh, beside all our other trucks
0: so the the actual anaerobic digesters are typically placed on the actual farm so it's not as if they're taking the manure and bringing it to the digester they actually they'll take a decent sized uh farm with you know a, a dairy operation and they'll put the digester on the on the premises and um one of the neat things about it is that you know it by, t- by taking the, the poop away and, and putting it into the digester, a lot of the um, side effects of having a, a smelly dairy farm in, in your community are actually dealt with in the digester because uh, the digester actually, um, you know, it, it's, it's a confined space that processes all, all those things that make, make the uh, manure smelly. Um, and so it, it actually have, provides a sort of an environmental benefit locally as well.
1: And although it sounds like more work, not only is it beneficial for the environment, but it also benefits the farmers involved.
2: So in this application the 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 farmer which uh, you know is is cows create a lot of manure every day. historically, that manure has been spread on the land for its beneficial use as, for, as a nutrient to to the plants to to grow crops, which is which is good it has a lot of nutrients. but as the material decomposes it releases the gases in the manure, which is methane gas and it goes into the atmosphere. That particular aspect is not, you know, is not a good part. And then actually a lot of farmers are getting a bad rap over that because they're releasing it to the environment. And then even the federal government is trying to reduce emissions. And uh, they're saying 10% of our emissions in Canada come from the agricultural sectors. In our particular case, we're kind of skipping that in between, between step and uh, taking that gas and uh, fitting it in the pipeline and goes right back to feeding our trucks. So that don't so rather than releasing it to the environment, we, we, we're able to uh, put it to beneficial use. And then the solids that are left behind are still spread on the land because they still have the nutrients that they need for the crop, but they're not polluting the environment. So we end up with a, a very clean fuel for our trucks. Uh, they end up, you know, not releasing methane gas into the environment, and they still get to keep their fertilizer, and they can they get to make a buck selling that gas that they were losing before. Uh, so it's a win-win-win all the way around. It's good for the farmer, it's good for, uh, for us, and it's good for the environment. It's the
1: perfect opportunity to get rid of all the environmental pollution while not losing the traditional value of manure as a fertilizer.
2: It takes about 100 cows to fuel one of our vehicle every day. And so they generate enough manure to be able to do that. And uh, so in this particular case, with the, the 2,000 cow uh, uh, farm operation, they could actually fuel 20 of our trucks if we received all their fuel, uh, which is, again, pretty exciting. And there's certainly enough cattles out there to, to make it happen. You know, it it reduces emissions overall. I mean, we're looking at about a a ninety percent reduction in nitrous uh, uh, nitrogen oxide, the uh, NOx uh, gases, uh, about a sixty percent reduction in particulate matter, which is uh, very important. And, I, and as far as the uh, greenhouse gases, we're we're actually in a negative format because we're we're removing it from the atmosphere rather than. The, creating more emissions.
1: Cow manure is the ultimate renewable resource. As long as the cattle continue to be fed, they will continue to poop. And the fuel will continue to help the environment. What a cycle.
0: It requires understanding and it requires us to figure out um, the entire supply chain of, of organics because, of course, it's not all just about manure. It's also about other forms of um, uh, 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 organics that can be diverted like from from wastewater there's there's obviously organic waste in in you know when we, we, we go to the washroom um, wastewater treatments plants also can produce this type of fuel uh, as well we can take uh, we can divert organics from uh, the street from restaurants and things like that and bring them to these anaerobic digesters where they can uh, you know and enhance the production of the fuel so it, it sort of solves a number of problems and it sort of contributes to what's called the circular economy because you're you're investing in producing this this fuel locally rather than mining it and bringing it from 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 a faraway place and spending energy and and, and creating emissions to bring that energy from point A to point B uh, by doing it all locally, you're actually um, making the the process of producing energy less energy intensive.
1: Looking at the amount of waste that both humans and cows create, if this waste can always be turned into energy, what could this look like at a larger scale? Who powered trucks are just the beginning. Could we have poop-powered buses, planes, or maybe even cities in our future?
0: The, the cap on the, the scale of RNG is the, the cap on the amount of green waste that we produce. So uh, by our estimates, you know about uh, 6% of uh, Ontario's gas load could be displaced with, with RNG if we, were able, if we were able to capture all of the waste organics. Um, beyond that, we would, uh, if we wanted to produce additional renewable natural gas or quasi renewable natural gas, we would have to find other sources of, of organics to do, to do that and develop um, new processes. So, but but if we're, if we're strictly talking about waste, then the, the number is about six percent of Ontario's gas load, and, and that's pretty significant. You we're talking about uh, over the equivalent of over a dozen nuclear reactors. It'll certainly. Be a part of our future energy mix, and and uh, I was talked about to the animal before the before the call, and it's like you know, in some ways, this is. Um, you know, people have been using organics for fuel for a long time, right? Like, uh, if you go to the developing world, people will take um, manure and just uh, dry it out and, and and use it as a combustion fuel straight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in in the absence of, of of wood or coal, they'll use uh, uh you know a dried dung to to produce heat for stoves. So what 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 the benefit of of this is that it produces very few emissions because uh, you're eliminating the methane from the process, and you're also eliminating uh, the soot. Uh, that you'd get from you know directly combusting manure you know as, a, as an example so it, its it's a much cleaner process overall.
1: Tarek explains how we can use all our organic waste to produce energy where Francis explains why manure might be better than other RNGs although it may not be able to scale to the amount needed in the long run
2: We have you know renewable nat- natural gas for us really comes from landfills or um, organics facilities that processes you know, kitchen organics and stuff like that and um, that's been done before i won't say in ontario but it's been done in our industry elsewhere before but what tends to happen with those is the say the landfill gas like every large landfill will generate gas and um historically has been just been flared uh, because it's also what causes odors if you have a landfill site but in more recent years the the large landfill operators have installed systems to capture those gases. And again, there, they either put it through a generator or some of them are using it to fuel vehicles, but the gas from a landfill is, I mean, you don't know where it comes from because it's, it's, you know, degrading organic material that could be anything right. That, you know, and uh, so it tends to have a bit more contamination in it. And it it has caused some issues with some fleets about the, uh, you know, trying to burn that in engines and, and causing some, some maintenance issues on the engines. Um, in this application here where the, where the farmer is doing that, we, we know exactly what the feed is and it creates really almost a perfect gas. Like it's actually cleaner than once in the pipeline.
1: It's the ultimate Cinderella story from poop to fixing the environmental crisis and saving the world. So should there be more incentives to make the solution more widespread?
2: One of the issues that, um, that we have, I guess, is, um, in Ontario, we don't recognize, uh, renewable natural gas. Uh, to, to give carbon credits, uh, whereas other jurisdictions do, like uh, in BC, for example, or, or in California, and trying to reduce the pollution, if someone uses renewable natural gas, they give them credits that they can sell to, you know, the, uh, the petroleum companies that are selling diesel and gas and whatever to try to meet their their commitments to reduce emissions in the environment. And those credits sell for a fair amount of money. Uh, that helps reduce the cost overall it's one of the reasons why that fuel costs more than their regular gas right now because that's who they could sell it to they could actually sell it to someone in BC or in california and they would pay that much for that fuel uh, to be able to uh, meet their environmental obligations over there now we are hopeful that in ontario at some point in time the government may adopt some similar policies as well and recognize that uh, This fuel is beneficial and it it should be given carbon credit preferences and uh, be given a value so we can keep it in our economy here rather than shipping it somewhere else.
1: Carbon credits could be hugely lucrative to the operation and could help grow the soon to be proven practice. And it turns out that this is something that most Ontarians are interested in. So, how can we encourage our government to pursue this environmentally friendly initiative?
0: We participated in a poll with the Ontario Waste Management Association, and Ontarians came back uh, with high favorability for these sorts of initiatives. Turning, um, you know, green waste into into energy was something that was looked favorably upon by about three quarters of the people uh, in the, in the survey talk to your, your your city counselors um talk to, to to those who make decisions and ask them to take a look at at um you know the available organics in your community and ask questions about how they're being used and what the, what the best use of them is and you know just uh, dig a little deeper um uh on 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 all the solutions because when you think about the magnitude of the problem that we're facing um you know we're, we're going to have to throw all the spaghetti at the wall so to speak we're going to have to so this is you know one thing in our arsenal to, to help push back climate change is take advantage of the, um, um, you know, high carbon intensity of of, uh, methane emissions and just turn that turn that negative into a positive. So let's, let's, you know, pull, pull everything out.
1: In the grand scheme of things, treading poop into fuel isn't the golden ticket to saving the world. But it is a start. And it's small solutions like this that accumulate into something that can make a real impact. In the meantime, keep an eye out on the streets for your local poop trucks. They are on the way.
2: This
0: episode of the 519 Podcast was hosted by Haley Cheng. It was written by Patrick Magermans and produced by Craig Needles.
1: The 519
0: Podcast is a presentation of the Blackburn Media Podcast Network.